0: Welcome to Discover Joyous Love with Anita DiFrancesco as your host. This is a hybrid of topics under the subjects of mindfulness, sexuality, and relationships. Hello everyone, this is episode 27 and the topic this week is Teach Your Partner to Meet Your Sexual and Emotional Needs rather than are your sexual and emotional needs being met. Teach your partner, teach anyone what it is that you need in your life. It could be your coworkers, it could be your, your parents, your family, your children, your beloved, your significant other, whatever. It is important that we teach people and enlighten them as to what it is that we need that makes us happy. Now, first let me start that we all have our own unique set of needs and everyone is different according to the foundation you've come from as a child, how, 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 how much of your needs haven't been met and how much did you work on learning how to deal with what needs haven't been met and then learning to get what it is that you want, especially in your relationship. With a significant other. Now, just because you're needy, it doesn't mean that you don't have needs. I mean, you can need and want and not be a needy person. So sometimes you hear people say, oh, you're needy, you're needy, you need this, you want that. But that's not the case. It is okay to be needy. It is okay to want and it is okay to desire. And these are the things that people shy away from and then they lose their voice of expressing or seeking out to achieve whatever it is that they need in their emotional, sexual, physical, somatic self, spiritual, all of those things. But we're talking about the emotional and the sexual needs, teaching the people around you, especially your your significant other, what it is and how to go about it. So we're going to talk about this. Now, a lot of time you're in a relationship, you're married, whatever it is, and you know your needs aren't being met. You become more needy because your needs aren't being met and or you're living in the childhood patterns that require more attention. So you have to distinguish between that. If you have a lot of unmet needs, you came from a divorced family, the parents weren't there, um, you didn't get a lot of hugs, attention, um, you, you know, you were maybe bullied, you were talked down to, you were uh, you were isolated, frozen, a lot of different things. So a lot of time you grow up and these patterns follow you and then you attract someone that is it is like that, that doesn't give you that attention, intention that you need or that you require. So you have to really distinguish, are you needy because, not because of your childhood patterns, but because your partner is not paying attention to you or your partner is you know, on the cell phone, on the text all the time? Or your partner just isn't around or just doesn't know how to pay attention to your sexual needs. And maybe they're just more of a receiver or taker rather than a giver. So in Tantra Wisdom, and that is my work, tantrawisdom.com, we learn how to give and receive. We balance that out. We teach each other what we need and we balance it because sometimes people really just don't know. They just don't know. And this is where you begin that you are innocent and unknowledgeable and you start to teach each other make a list so let's get our pencil and paper out I want you to make a list of all the things that you think and I'm going to go over what some needs are one way to is to communicate open and honestly communicate your needs open and honestly Communication needs a constant nurturing. Now keep this in mind you just don't communicate once and you don't nag and you don't complain and you don't criticize and you don't pressure but it needs a constant nurturing and it is the way you talk and the time you choose to communicate and how you say it, and what you're going to say. So I suggest to write things down and get in touch and own the emotions that you're with. Now it does need a constant nurturing, so keep that in mind. Owning your needs. What are your needs? Owning them. They're unique to someone else's. Now let's find out which emotions need more attention. The problem is couple in, in, is couples, people don't know or they get lazy. So you have to take that into consideration. It may not be your childhood patterns, but your partner may just get lazy or take you for granted. And they, or they just don't know how, because maybe one of you didn't really have good role models growing up. So there's a lot of different things here that we can learn about teaching our partner to meet our sexual and emotional needs. Now, what and why are the needs that need to be met? You know, sexual needs, a lot of people get needy, needy sexual because they're so involved in their relationship. And and you're, you're surfacing a lot of different emotions. Once you start to tap into allowing your emotions to be free within the relationship, this does not make you needy. What's happening is, is that you're surfacing um, and opening up to dormant emotions that need attention, that need love, or that need um, some reassurance, or maybe they just need some some part of you needs to be healed or Refined, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're needy because you're getting sexual. If your partner's not giving you attention and you've opened yourself up emotionally and he or she has opened you up, then this is sort of a responsibility within the relationship to, 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 to uh, take care of each other's needs, have that communication, be there for each other. Responsibility. Now, the emotional and sexual needs could be <clears throat> there are many of them: affection, acceptance. We'll talk about some of them. Validation, acknowledgement. So affection, you know, now affection would be the physical touch, loving words or kind gestures. So affection, yes. Are you receiving the touch that you so desire or that you so deserve? Or is your partner cold? Is your partner tentative? So in Tantra wisdom classes, we teach you how to We do some exercises where there's some touch so that you can critique each other and teach each other. So you don't wanna say to your partner, hey, you don't give me enough touch and you start an argument. That will create, that will build barriers and walls and you won't get exactly what it is you want. It needs constant nurturing. So affection, right. It helps you bond and increases the closeness. Not everyone shows affection in the same ways. But partners generally get used to each other's unique approaches toward fulfilling this need. This is one of the big ones. Someone who doesn't say I love you might show their regard through their actions. So again, you know, sometimes it's words, but um, it may not be I love you, but it may be something like you're the greatest person in the world and you do so many great things. So you have to kind of weigh it out and see what, what, what you need to be here, what you need to to hear. Then you have acceptance. Now knowing your partner accepts you as you are can help create a sense of belonging in the relationships. Now a relationship is about belonging. It's about belonging, not about being attached, not about being like you need to have this person to complete you, but it's about belonging and sharing and becoming a team. So acceptance doesn't doesn't just mean they accept you though it also means you feel as if you fit in with their loved ones and you belong in their life so you have to look at the bigger picture here look at the family are are you accepted by their family their children there's you know a lot of marriages now people are faced with stepchildren and things of that nature the sense of belonging might increase when you in, when they introduce you to your family and friends or planning activities together, sharing dreams and goals for the future, or asking for advice when making decisions. So acceptance is a really big part of a relationship. And this can make, if you feel accepted and belonged, then your sexual life will and your intimate and passionate life will only get better. So these are all the little things that we work toward to achieve the ultimate goal of blissful tantric lovemaking. Okay, so now validation. Validation is a big one. That's one that I really like. I like to be acknowledged and validated for things I do. So for example, um, even the closest partners don't always see eye to eye on things and that's okay. When you don't completely agree though, you still wanna know they've heard your concerns and understand where you're coming from. So in other words, you're not going to agree on everything, but the fact is to be validated and understood and heard and that you may not agree, but they heard what you had to say and they're listening. So a good part of validation is listening and acknowledging your partner even giving your partner compliments, uh, acknowledging their presence, acknowledging, you know, this goes not only for the significant other, this goes with your, your, your people, your coworkers, this goes with your children. It's very important to be validated. Um, So a lot of couples find it important to operate on the same, on the same wavelength. It's called like a limbic resonance that can happen. And you would, Realize it as you're in the relationship that you have this limbic resonance going on. If you generally feel validated, and this happens once or twice, it's possible they had an off day. So it doesn't hurt to have a conversation regardless to share how you feel. But if you consistently feel unheard, so validation and acknowledgement is is about not being seen, not being heard. You're not getting that attention intention. You're sort of just not getting totally ignored, but just sort of being overlooked. You're in the shadow, so to speak. You might start to build up a resentment because, and that is how we become cold and frozen and start to build these unhealthy boundaries. So it's important to bring this up in the beginning about validation. Episode 27, Discover Joyous Love. And Our topic is teach your partner to meet your sexual and emotional needs. Now, the next one I have here is autonomy. As a relationship deepens, partners often begin sharing interests, activities, and other aspects of daily life. You might notice you're becoming more of a unit as you grow closer, but no matter how strong your relationship becomes, it's essential to maintain your sense of self. So while you have plenty of things in common, You're two separate people. So you have to keep in mind that you have your own identity and you have to come back to your own identity. So the autonomy is is taking back the power, taking back the the ownership of yourself. And the blending of selves is wonderful. And uh, this, this can happen. And it's a wonderful thing. It's success. But there's always that part of you that must come back to your body temple to the ownership and identity of who you are. Because attachment does not really live in healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are much healthier without attachment. So you have your own individual self. You're not always, well, he or she, you know, he or she together, they like this together, they like that together. You have to come back to the the identity of your own self. Then there's always the security thing. You know um do you feel secure in your relationship security can is, is a broad topic i mean there's many you know do you respect each other are you feeling safe with your feelings in a relationship physically safe with your partner does your partner support your ideas your your uh, choices that you make your your things that you're seeking out to do does your partner support you of the projects that you're working on. Is your partner there for you? And are you able to communicate your feelings and open up with each other? That's part of security. Now, if you're not able to open up the feelings with a partner, this can create an insecure feeling that you don't know what's going on, you're in the dark, your relationship doesn't feel secure or safe. So these are, these are some of the things that we need to start to hone in on. Which some some of the things, you may be getting them all met. But then again, you, there may be a few things. It's not going to be perfect. The balance isn't going to be perfect here. Trust. <clears throat> Can you trust each other? Trust and security, they often go together. So... Um, in, it's hard to feel physically or emotionally safe with someone you can't trust. So the trust has to be there. It has to be now trust again, many different levels. Do you trust this person in your life? Do you trust this person with your money and your materialistic things on a bigger level on an outside level? Do you trust this person with your emotions that they're going to be there for you when, when the time comes that you need that that, uh, that support? So there's a lot of things there that you want to look into because trust has a few different categories. And if you can't trust a person with your emotions and you feel that one day they can betray you and in, in whatever way, not necessarily with another lover, but just betray you and take from you, or you've built something together, you've built your your homes together, you've built your, your materialistic things together, and, and then they can turn around and betray you in that way. So Trust is really, and no one is designed to walk that straight line. So trust is um, is something that, you know, um, you have to work at it. And the only way you work at that is communication and watching each other's actions. And then there's always the next one is empathy. Having empathy means you can... Imagine how someone else feels. So is your partner sensitive to your needs and feelings? Are you sensitive to your partner's needs and feelings? Do you understand? Is there compassion there? So with empathy comes compassion, support, bonding. Then you have attention, intention. So feeling the pain of another and actually being able to be compassionate toward that. Not sympathizing. I'm not saying to sympathize. Just to be able to feel your partner's pain. Like, did you ever see someone that is sick in a hospital bed? And you know, you 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 feel for their pain. You don't feel bad for them, but you feel some people will use the expression I feel bad, but really it's you're feeling empathetic toward the pain that they are experiencing. So you sort of on the same level embody that and you feel it for that moment. But you can <clears throat> that is only much more biological when you're with. Family members and significant others, unless you're an empath. So an empath feels everybody's pain and they take on all the pain of others. Sort of, I'm sort of a little bit of an empath, but I have really, really strong, healthy boundaries around that, because I feel that as as an empath, um, I'm, I'm and if I shut that part of myself down, then I'm not allowing my vulnerableness to come through and live. And part of the empath and the vulnerable self of me, is to open up to my heart. It helps me to stay and keep my feelings flowing and fluid. And that, that's what I'm after because those feelings, you know, according to my um, foundation growing up, can get frozen pretty easy and I don't want them to be frozen. I want to have that vulnerableness. So be mindful of being an empath. Then prioritization is another one. It's pretty normal to want your partner to make you a priority, of course. <clears throat> but do they set you aside for other projects, or are you feeling like you're not you're not number one in in the relationship? So you might want to express this and talk to your partner about this. Like, I don't feel like I'm a priority anymore. You know, you, you you're going. You're going with the friends or the job or the kids and you sort of put me aside. And that happens a lot of time when children come into the picture is that they become the priority. And of course, they should be the priority. But you have to learn how to balance out your priorities and give everybody a piece of the cake, so to speak. And then everybody's happy. Now, it takes a little shifting and a little bit of, you know, brain work, but Everybody can be happy. So you don't have to neglect one and give the other one all the attention and neglect the other. Balance it out, balance it out. You see, politics does that. They neglect, even that's why there is such racism in our country. They bring down a a culture and bring up another. And that is not balanced, you know, that's not a balanced behavior. Balancing out is giving everyone a piece of the cake. So we'll leave it at that. Connection. Are you feeling connected from the heart? Do you feel connected intimately? Bonding? Um, you know, how do you work a connection? You do things together. You go on projects together. You Maybe you play tennis together or pickleball. Pick, is it pickleball now? That's the new one? Or pickle racket or pickleball? Anyhow, that's the big new sport. That's really a way to connect with your partner playing tennis, something like that. Um, or Um, Some kind of uh, golf, golfing is more solo kind of sport, but I would say to take on those sports and things that help you connect, like watching a great movie together and talking about it. Um, Bond over the shared memories or swap individual ones from your childhood. So there's so much here to learn. Space is another one. Now, it's important in a relationship to have your own time and space. That doesn't mean you want to get away from your partner or you're you're tired of your partner or you're looking for someone else. You know, it's nice that the girls, the guys, they go away for a weekend here or there without their significant other. And creating that space because you both need to have what we call freedom within structure. Now, a relationship is considered a structural type of thing, exclusivity, significant other, you're together, if it's that kind of relationship. And you want to have that freedom. You always never want to feel the you're being overly attached because so maintaining and learning how to stay free within the relationship. And th- this is a pretty tough one because couples tend to get real attached. They get real like twins. And you know what? That's really old. That's not the modern way of love. The modern way of love is like being, being, um, uh, having your own identity, having your own freedom of space, um, doing your own thing, and feeling like you're really not in the relationship, but yet you are, because our brains are so used to shifting now, and um, you know we're we're able to um, transform in that way and still maintain, so to speak, and sustain. So these are some of the things, and then there's other things. Intimacy. Now, sexual intimacy. So if you're in a relationship and your sexual needs aren't being met, there's a lot of tantra work you need to do. There's a lot of work that you need to do, couples communication, depending if you're not attracted anymore, if the passion has deadened. But also, if there's just not enough time, we'll say, then you need to make the time. But there's also what we call transmuting your sexual needs you know, you can transmute and transcend and just channel the sexual energy if if it's not being met so that you don't get carried away with it or seek out another mate because your mate isn't giving you the sex that you need and uh, because you still have to learn how to come together. Remember, we got to teach. This is all about teaching. But what you can do is learn to transmute and stay contained until you work it out with your partner rather than seeking out and causing a relationship that is really good to end. So staying focused and mindful here. Um, So the thing is, hearing and listening is one of the most important things in a relationship, hearing and listening. Now, what a human needs to feel. A human needs to feel, what do you need to feel? I need to feel accepted. I need to feel appreciated. I need to feel valued. I need to be cared about. Free and control, helpful, needed, useful. You want to feel useful. Men particularly like to feel like they're the hero, like they were helpful and useful. So, how do you um, maintain and, you know, what a human needs to feel? You compliment your partner. Like if your partner is doing some great things for you, you, hey, that was wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now you're giving them appreciation and acceptance. Or maybe there's something went wrong at their job that day, and they feel down and unaccepted, and you feeding them some good words like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are and what you do, I'll always accept you. So you really sometimes have to come right to the, right to the word, the actual word, you know, rather than um, paint a picture around it. Um, you know, I need to feel safe. I need to feel supported. I need to feel trusted and that's a big one. A lot of time people are on the defense and they're in denial. They cannot trust anyone, not even their partner. And it takes time, many years to trust and even then. And the more you undo the layers of learning how to trust, the more the layers undo in the sexual essence of each other and that part of you starts to become more beautiful more alive, more open. I need to feel understood. So many times people just don't understand me. That is a real deal breaker in a relationship not to be understood. Taking it back to the Maslow's hierarchy about getting your needs met. You have the self-actualization, self-fulfillment, psychological, esteem, prestige, feelings of, accomplishments, belongingness, love, safety, security, physiological, food, warmth. Your essential needs are survival. So looking at the pyramid, if you want to look it up, the Maslow's hierarchy, you can begin there. You can start to make a list of what you need and reflect back on your childhood of what was met and what wasn't met. In your childhood, not everything was met. Our parents, you can't blame them. They're they're still learning the modern way, the modern world. What are your needs and how to know and own them? Getting real about your needs versus your wants. Now, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. A lot of time people have wants. I want this, I want that. I need this, I need that. Just because you want and just because you need, that does not make you a head case, so to speak. It does not make you needy. It does not does not make you addictive, an addictive character. It just makes you express what it is now to the degree of what you need and want. That's where we need where we need to look at that degree. If it it goes overboard, then you might might want to get some help, some psychological help, because it may not be healthy to want everything or need everything. We have to come back and accept and understand ourselves. And the more that you have that understanding and that acceptance of the self. Then you're going to know what levels that you need and want and, and what the levels are. Too. So staying connected to the uh, how much love do you really need? How much acceptance do you really need? Are you the type that needs to be glorified all day long, morning, noon, and night? Or is a couple times a week someone showing you that they accept you good enough? So it all again, take a look at your entire life and see where you are with that. Now, coming back to why, what and why the needs? Now, needs can be anything from you know, sex, emotions is what we're talking about, sexual and emotional, but it can be anything from money to uh, great jobs. Like you wanna have the great job, but maybe you don't have the uh, education. And so you become over needy about it, or you become jealous. So you have to really look at all of these things. Again, we wanna maintain this this, this centeredness, this balance with, with ourself, um, because we want to stay connected the source of who we are so staying connected to who you really are homeostasis balancing it out and this takes can take a lifetime to really learn how to achieve and manage the humanness of who you are basic needs first so always want to take care of your basic needs first your survival needs your food your your home your warmth and then from there we achieve the bigger needs. That's that's the way it is. When you're born, your parents feed you, they warmth you, they give you a home, they support you, and then you want to achieve the bigger things. Now, there's other needs: happiness, stress-free, or health. You know, your health is is something. Wanting to have better health, wanting to have a stress-free life, and also wanting to have happiness. Now, happiness is a choice. Being alive it should be enough. To be, should be enough to keep you happy. But I'm sorry, I know that's an understatement in this day and age because people need toys, they need belongings, they need things, they need a lot. But then again, this, you have to look at the world we're in. Are you being governed by the world of over neediness, wanting and needing more? So maybe it's not really you becoming who you are and not who you want to be and growing our minds and spirits through the teaching. So how do we get the needs met? Let's figure that one out. How do we get the needs met? Aligning the thought, feeling, action, and then manifestation. The inner voices are the mixed messages. So always paying attention to those inner voices. You may wanna write down some of those mixed messages that come through. There's so many parts to the human psyche. The child, the adult, the professional worker, the entrepreneur, the artist, the lover, the romantic, the horny person, the athlete, et cetera, et cetera. The shadow voices that block out the authentic truth. So we have that head chatter that says, I'm not good enough, or I can't, or no one likes me, et cetera, et cetera. And so these shadow voices, they block out that authentic truth of who you really are. So we must be aware and enlightened and conscious about this to open up to that power to say, I am deserving. I am loving. I deserve love. I am good enough. I can. The blocks to getting the needs met. Others' needs govern you, more the giver. So sometimes others' needs govern, you become more of a giver, and then their needs become your priority. And you are no longer getting your needs met, you are over giving. So again, you need to look at that, balance out giving and receiving Tantra wisdom, we teach that. Being committed, even when you feel sick, push, pushing your monet, monetary needs aside, for example, momentary needs aside, sorry, with and your beloved, an intimacy or the loss of a job. So being committed, sometimes even if you feel sick, you're over pushing yourself and that is a block. So if you're feeling sick and you need attention and you need rest and nurturing, then don't push it. Don't over give, that's a block to getting your needs met. And then that becomes a habit and it becomes a pattern. So what society presents for happiness is, is um, like being ruled by the Joneses, your, your your neighbors, the American dream. So the society presents to us the American dream. Let's have the big house, this, that. Let's have five cars. Let's have everything. Let's travel the world. That can be a block to getting your needs met because you block it out because you're being governed again by the ego. You're being governed by, by other uh, outside forces. So remember, you got to come back into yourself. So societal norms and pressures can... Keep us blocked from getting our needs met. The head chatter. That's a big one. Everyone has that head chatter. So listening to that inner voice, mental blocks, unconscious programming. The voice says you're not good enough again. okay. Distractions, not being focused and disciplined. Remember, it takes work and discipline to come into that higher power and learn who you are and become who you are. Opposing opposition, needs, forces, knowing what your priorities are no guidance, resources, but no money or education. So if you um, want to be better at at your body, but you can't afford a personal trainer at the gym, or you want to become highly educated, but you don't have the money to go to college, these things block our needs. Remember, your needs come first and then everything else falls in place. Deepening the intimacy from being ignored to being adored. So, again, deepening that intimacy. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are teaching about this uh, stuff here, this this work on relationships and about how to get your, you know, teach partner to meet your sexual and emotional needs. So what I want you to do for your homework, we're almost finished here, is write down your needs and how to know and own them, getting real about the needs verse once, okay? Get write that all down. And then once you have that list, you can start little by little to figure it out. But what I need for you to do is to stay in touch with your own feeling. And the goal is to go from feeling burdened, stressed to blissfulness. So if you're feeling stressed all the time, burdened, pressured, heavy, that heaviness, I want you to have this goal of that you're going to go beyond that. You're going to let go of all that and you're going to be feeling blissed and letting go free. Now I have a book called Live Free. So you may want to pick that up on Amazon and um, you can get some information about how I became someone who transformed into letting go of all my burdens and obstacles and learn how to Navigate myself through the woods through the jungle and I came out and saw the light So hearing and listening is trans is transformational That's one of the things I teach in Tantra wisdom how to resolve conflict And what you need more of in a relationship so sitting with your partner What I need more from you and going back and forth with questions You're teaching each other making a list and as part of getting to know each other, this is the emotional attraction that you may not even have tapped into, even though you've been together so long, because no one really knows how. Teach each other and learn. Thank you for tuning in to Discover Joy's Love. I'm your host, Anita Francesco, and this was episode 27, Teach Your Partner How to Meet Your Emotional and Sexual Needs.